This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Good to have your company on the Sounding Board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to drink wise. Series 8, Episode 8. Craig Cutchison, Damien Barrett with you in South Bank Studio on this particular Monday, Craig Hutchison. Good afternoon. Hello, Damien. It's good to have AFL back, NRL steaming, of course, and there's all sorts of intrigue around politics. We'll get to all that very, very soon. In fact, your old friend Paul Keating's where I wouldn't mind starting the conversation. I, because... I, I think we can't wait too long to yep. get to Big Keating. So get, let me. I'm watching from the outside. So you're all close to Canberra, as we know, because your brother is your mini Damo. Is the press flack for Peter? You know Dutton. what? You know. This annoys me about you. You do say rubbish about me, the, and it the, gets some traction because I'm finding myself having conversations with people about politics and connections to certain parties that I don't have nor care for because of you carrying on like an idiot on this the, show. You're in the camp. So let me. This is how I understand it. Paul yep. Keating is invited to speak at the National Press Club. Yeah. I, I'm going to even stick to that statement. I think it was the press club, wasn't it, Jane? I uh, think. I'm Jane's, hoping that was the Jane's right. uh, shaking her head, doesn't, as in she doesn't know. I think it was a press club. Yeah. Let's go with that until we're told otherwise. Right. But I, that was my understanding, yes. So the National Press Club, what does it seek to do? Well, your, your views on uh, collective bodies of media groups, Hachi. Give me those, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's... They organise a lunch every month, don't yeah, they, at least? Yeah, it's, but in part, it's designed to... For forum to be covered, right? So it's not nothing off the record about. It's not like they have a secret lunch in there. Leave your cameras yep. at the X-ray security at the front. It's a public environment. And Laurie Oaks used to save his yep. best questions at a given yep. point in time for that moment because all the cameras are there. Yep. Everyone who's anybody, and he was obviously the the major person of all of that. But he would often Normally, wait to ambush yep. said guest. Normally, yep. the journalists dictate terms, right? By and large, the journalists are. Asking hard questions and the police are trying to step their way through the awkward ones and get out of it unscathed. I and, think. There, and there's a performance component to it because it's when your turn to ask the question, you, yep. you're prepared. And yep. it could be your moment because it could be broadcast. Often they're broadcast live yeah. on the ABC. Sort platforms. of moment. It's a Roco-style moment where you get to ask your question. Anyway, Paul Keating flipped the script to oh. quote Jared Whiteley last week and launched at media, and some media in particular, the Fairfax media in particular, around – their commentary on China and the AUKUS. <laughs> and the subs, the yeah, submarines. The submarines. Yeah. So here's in part oh. what he had to say. I've been attacked by uh, by Harcher, that psychopath who runs this attack on me about me being a representative or putting the views of the People's Republic of China, you know. But he's had free movement for five years to run this scare campaign in Australia. And this was supported by the management of Nine Group. This fellow, James Chessel, I understand, sits at the top. So Chessel is part of the responsibility here, you know. And so this this maniac has put this stuff, and he, he's on the ABC, he's on the drum every other night, you know. He's got the great stentorian voice, but no stentorian mind to match it. He gave a couple more drive-bys. I saw Andrew Probin got one on the way through. He didn't miss many at all on the, on the way through. And it was entertaining. A lot of people disagree with clearly what he had to say. There was a lot a, of people, a lot of journos who sucked it up disagree. Well, I'm going to get to that. Jane, hit me the hit me the opener. You know where I'm going with this, Jane. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's had a go at us. This can't happen. Someone outside the tent's bagging us. This is not acceptable. Everyone in the room who doesn't get along, who, who all sit there and try and compete against each other and say, oh, that person can't report and he's no good and 
uh, you know, all the rest of it, all united in yes. how dare he, Damo. <laughs> the collective glass jaw in the press oh. club was unbelievable. Um, not to name names, but Ben Fordham from TGB, ben I will. Ben Fordham. Yep. Called him Peking Paul, and yep. how dare he come in and, you know... Well, it, a couple of the people we mentioned there, Harcher and Chessel, as he just refers to them, the maniacs and psychopaths, to <laughs> use his words, not mine. I don't even know these guys. But um, the SMH uh, actually sent out a, a letter to, or an email to subscribers trying to reposition yeah. itself because it was its series of <laughs> yeah. stories on, on the China relationship. Like, like, they felt the need... To justify, yeah, because yeah. he called he called him a psychopath and these <laughs> these rubbish. That that what you heard before was just a tip of the it's iceberg. It's a small sample. Yeah. It, it wasn't even necessarily the the most <laughs> scathing critiking of media. Hutsy. I've never seen anyone in our time anyway in in, in modern times take attempt to take down and strafe yep. the media like that. What, oh, I, I loved it. <laughs> I loved it too. And what did he expect was going? What did they expect was going to happen? Yeah, like did they expect he's going to turn up and say, "Oh, nice to be here. Thanks very much. I wouldn't mind another scone, please." And yeah, things seem to be going really well. Yeah. It, a good it, article in the in the SMH the other day. I I read down to the par forty eight yeah. about he's you. Already on, he'd already sent out a press release on attacking the SMH earlier than before that. he got there. Yeah, well, oh. days in advance. <laughs> right. So why they thought everyone went? Hang on a minute. Yeah. It's not part of how it goes. What but, do you mean? But then they try to justify it with long and lengthy column pieces about how they were right and he was wrong and, and he's yes. Yesterday's man, they're today's people. Like the, um, someone said he's like the old uncle you invite to a, Uncle Arthur being invited to a party. Oh, yeah. That was your man, Peter Dutton, who said that, by the way, not the media. Did he me. say that, did he? Yep. Yeah. But not, it was not, not a bad line. You didn't have to agree with him. No. But he is entitled to have the view that he's asked to come and deliver. I'm sure he wasn't paid for the appearance. I'm sure he said, yeah, you, you want my views? You'll get them. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I loved it. It was I great copy. He, I takes an individual or an organisation down just for practice, that guy. Yep. I mean, remember when he was in Parliament? At least yep. they were the, if there was such a thing, glory years of politics where no matter what side of the fence you stood on, you at least knew where they stood, didn't you? Yep. Now the pol- politicians <laughs> are all the same. But the glass jaw, collective glass oh, jaw. Oh, Hachi. <laughs> honestly, there was, they were bringing in, like, they needed double painting uh, replacement glass on the building afterwards. He just didn't leave it. He lost, he didn't leave anyone behind. No. And, and the, everyone was offended. And because, look, and listen, <laughs> we, as we always say on this show, sorry, regularly say, we're guilty of all this ourselves, you and I. But when, when people go at us over the journey, we've fired back no, and, and we will continue not, not, to fight back. Not, but, so, not so much me. Oh, uh, to be fair, rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> and you, the next you, time, yeah, you fire back. I don't care. <laughs> I might give a cheeky one back. The, the, the pub, you say you don't care, but you do. The federal pl- political journalists. That oh, we, we've seen a soft. I know there's a there. sounding board WhatsApp in Canberra around the PR type. So, like, feed this grabbing. Toughen up. <laughs> get fair dinkum. Like, these things are going to happen. You get, you throw them, you take them back. That's how it's going to go. Speaking the, of throwing them, taking them back, Before we move off, because yep. I did want to um, branch this topic out a little bit. There is, I think it's fair to say, a fair bit of complicit coverage in media this year. Uh, this time around, uh, in, in this timing. Um, not just political journalism, but particularly sports journalism too, of which we're part of. Um, I think we are complicit with the people we cover. A lot of times, aren't we? We, what are you we, get, we? You're talking around this. Get to the point. Well, I think we we um, adhere to timelines that we're you know advised of, and and we work to club timelines. I, I, actually, I have, I have. I, I try not to. Can you give me an example of what you're talking about? Well, if you've got a story, you might be asked to hold off. Can you just hold off? Just to can you wait half a day? Is or that happening you, a lot? Ah. Uh, yeah, I reckon it is. What yeah. are you agreeing to that stuff for? I, well, I don't anymore. But I, I'd be lying to say I never have. Yep. 
Yeah. I, I, in fact, I had a conversation last week with the club about it, and I said, nah, I'm going with it. And it wasn't, it's not even a big deal half the time. Yeah. But, but I, I reckon we, I reckon the, we yeah. lost our, our, our way to a point when, you know, when the club started, Mick Malthouse introduced the closed training session when he went from West Coast to Collingwood. Yep. And I couldn't believe it, even back then, we're talking very late, 1990s, early 2000s, and and the world was changing, obviously. But the clubs were beginning to take the control, I think, of the narrative of their of their stories with their own platforms and whatnot. And all these clubs, as far as I know, Hachi, train on public ovals, and, and particularly Collingwood. And we, as a collective, decided to listen to clubs to say that we couldn't attend a public a, a training session on a public oval. And now we're 20 years down the track on that and we still adhere to that, don't we? So you think it's time to start attending what you want when you want? I reckon. I mean, they cannot remove... Yep. If, if you were to go and watch a training session, you cannot be removed physically from that ground given it's a public ground. Yeah, it's, a, it's an upside-downside. Like, what are you really getting out of it versus the angst you cause? That's what I... Well, that's the, yeah. that's the game we play. But that's the complicit... It doesn't pass the upside-downside. Sniff test. It would, Hachi, I can tell you, you, you would you would have broken oh, that if protocol it was a, straight if away. It was a burning story. I, I've told the story on the sounding board before about when Kevin Sheedy marched me in front of the players yeah. for a public dressing down after, Do not attending, speak to this man. after attending that private session where Dustin Fletcher was out injured and they didn't want anyone to know. So it depends what is the story is that's up I just use that. Grabs. That's now 20 years yeah. old now is it, by way of a practice. And I reckon that was the turning yeah. point for, for we in the sports media. I can't talk for Canberra. But I mean, you, you had a... A big focus on was it Simon Benson's book that had all the ministries that that Scott Morrison had signed himself yep. to privately, quietly. Yep. He saved that for a book launch and not and not for the yeah. What what you're talking about? I think in a roundabout kind of way, you've taken a fair while to get there. To be fair, but <laughs> cahoots journalism is what you're talking about. Well, I use the word complicit. Yeah. Actually, is, that, is that, it... that a better word than cahoots? Yeah, it's a more retail word. Cahoots. No, I, I think I've got a better use of the English language. On. Journalists are, are more in cahoots. We're complicit with what we're being with their subject. Yeah. Than ever before. Speaking of which, uh, yes. speaking of journalists uh, taking on subjects or and or being in cahoots, you went the aggressive route on Sunday. I did watch in real time, and I know your tongue was firmly in cheek. You take Luke Beveridge on. Oh, I didn't know where you were going there. Yeah. <laughs> on the Sunday footy show in the satirical segment, Things That Caught My Eye. Yep, what around, caught my eye. Around his new alleged teeth. And given that he wants to knock your teeth out... <laughs> And nearly did one night. And you've put shades on during the segment and played the parody role of a comedian who's reviewing his new supposed dentures. Which no, I, because they were so bright, I needed. I don't I know. Needed the shades <laughs> to, to just listen. <laughs> so, like, hey, it was like it's funny, but it is an attack on a senior coach. I, I just want to just ask you. Actually, it's in the context of what caught my eye on, think, a, on a show where we are contracted to have one teeth gag a week. No, I get it. So, so I, we, we have to talk about someone's teeth a week. Well, I, you know that, Hutchie. I get it. Chompers. I, I would have, if it had been aimed at me or anyone else, I'd have laughed. Yep. I did laugh, but I did. I am oh, mind, you did laugh? I am mindful. Hang on, that's the first time you've said I'm funny. But I am mindful of your health. <laughs> <laughs> this is a real dangerous escalation <laughs> of your standoff with Luke oh, Beveridge. I would think Luke Beveridge would take that in the lighthearted manner it was Not me, Hutchie. Not a chance. You're at you're at war with Luke Beveridge. You don't speak. No, and the record is saying there's a you had the altercation at the Brownlow, and now you've, and I think the Daily Mail will be onto this as a story. Oh, you listen to you trying right. to get it. <laughs> if this is not like the media street and some of these things, if you're you're highlighting Luke's teeth, 
Oh, does not escalate oh, this fight. I, oh, I think it's time for me to intervene. So I want to put the who's the it's not Dennis Bicer anymore. He's been gone five years. Who, who's the uh, PR? Who's the PR flack at the Bulldogs? I don't know. I haven't spoken to that club for I'm about happy. the duration of my. Uh... I am offering my services. <laughs> oh, are you? I think this has got to a dangerous spot. <laughs> I'm prepared to break bread oh. with you, the PR head of the Bulldogs, with Bevo. No. A meet Baines is a is a leader. No. He'll be no, the... Hutchie, Not happening. I, I'm not part of that. You will. You'll no. attend. No, I will if, not if be it, attending. I, you will attend. I will not be attending. No, you can't be this belligerent, Hutchie. The, that, what you've raised about the weekend is, is separate it to the issue. It worries me. What, what, what you raised about me doing that on the weekend, that has got when nothing. When you're at war with someone, you, they're a dangerous topic to be going after them on their appearance when you're You at know war. the way that show works. The topic had to be discussed and oh, I didn't deliver it. It was uncomfortable to watch. Oh, was it? You fair. said you laughed. I, I, I laughed. If you're laughed, that's I, not uncomfortable. I don't feel proud of the fact I laughed. But can, I, can I just back over? I, you, you said I was funny. You, you've never yeah. said that. No, I laughed at the, what's the word? The temerity or the gumption of you to attempt to do a joke about Luke, as opposed to laughing at Luke like he's in. Oh, so it wasn't funny, and you? Oh, you you doing that was like, oh, oh. How do you think I felt? <laughs> how do you think I felt having to do, having to do it? That's why I put the sunglasses on. Oh no! To try oh, no. and take the you know what this out is, of it. This is going to escalate. I can see. No, no, no. It, it doesn't get can... much more escalated than it's already is, Archie. No, look, I would expect because everyone I know who is in Luke's corner, yep. he would take that the way it was meant. Not a chance. Speaking of senior coaches, yep. can I express my feelings and uh, condolences for Justin Longmuir, the Fremantle coach, who lost on Sunday <laughs> but had a bad week in the lead-up. I, I now know where you're going, so keep going. Had a bad week in the lead-up uh, in Perth when he was the subject of the single greatest <laughs> frame-me-in cross-promote for Pav on the nine years that I've seen. So... We'll share this on our social, and it's tongue-in-cheek, but Justin thought he was going on an interview with his greatest Well, he's former player, teammate. Pav. And, and former teammate. And he walked into a Pav promo where he got a couple <laughs> of cutaways. I've never seen anyone insert more cutaways of themselves, questions, sound on tapes. Even or, more than yourself or, and Jim Wilson in the heyday. That's what, no, no, travelling with the Australians, Jim Wilson would not hold a candle to the show Pav put on. Have we got a little bit of the audio? It starts out with the G'day Mate handshake and, yeah. the, and the mutual sit-down. Now, now, Hutchie's just looking at this on screen. We don't have cameras in this particular studio, Hutchie, but just a describe what you're seeing here again, please. You've already seen the handshake and you've seen the sit-down, and there's a two-shot, but the, the, the second of the two shots is actually on the subject, the coach. Yeah, he gets a quick grab in, and yeah. then it goes back to Pav with a long question, and Pav's nodding. You see, you, if you look closely, you can just make out Justin Longmuir in the story at some <laughs> stage. <laughs> a bit of overlay with uh, Michael Walters kicking a goal from last year. And then that sound. Is that they still call that in TV newsrooms? The sound on tape? The, S- the SOT on the, yeah. on the running sheet, yeah. It was unbelievable. And it's, he talks a little bit about where he's going, but we end up talking more about where Pav's going, to be yep. fair. And then we'll just fast forward through that, James. Archie can continue his commentary on this to, to get to the end of the interview. And this is the bit that you really like most, I think, Hutchie, when the interview's wrapped up. You hear this. Appreciate your time and uh, all the best for season 2023. Thanks, mate. Good chat. Do you reckon that's up there with the best of, of, of them? It's Because Danny Widler was, was a subject of your fascination with this topic last I'd year. I'd be surprised if Danny didn't send a congratulatory text or a bottle of champagne to say, that's got into my areas. Well done. <laughs> well done to Pav, too. You've got to promote yourself. No one else is going to promote you, so that's fair enough. So, it does happen in those markets, West Australia and South Australia. You get to sit down with the coach. Adrian Barrich, <laughs> I guess, is a long-time architect of 
you know, a story about Barra with a little bit of horse folding back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> um, the door, um, and the doorstop news continues. So yep. I get fed the doorstop news around the place, right? There haven't been as many doorstops in recent times. Maybe because we were out of season until last weekend in the AFL. Would that be the reason? Uh, yeah. Although Clarko was doorstopped and that yep. didn't end well, did it? So first, oh, so by the way, the other the other frame in, which I did on the Sunday footy show, was on my agenda too. Tony Jones's effort with the Sydney Swans was just appalling. <laughs> Tom Papley and you count a 13 cutaways. 15, I think we got to. The, the, the accepted cutaway threshold is one to two. If you use one cutaway in the story, it's about right. Two is sort of nosebleed high. This may not be a surprise to you. Yeah, 13 or 14. That may have been unfiliated. It's it for all we know. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if it had been. But the doorstop that's on my agenda today, it's hit my desk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Natalie Ioannidis, who's a very talented reporter, yeah. Smooth, Smooth Networks. and uh, To nine now. Big star on the rise, to be fair. Strength of nine. May have been caught in the Jack Revolt doorstop this morning. <laughs> drinking coffee during the doorstop. <laughs> now, oh, well, now you're, you're a doorstopper from way back. Is that protocol? It's absolutely. Uh, if I was on the receiving end of a coffee-led doorstop, I'd be like, put the coffee down before we uh, have a chat. Right. A bit unlucky because you don't know when the said subject is going to arrive, so you've got a choice when to get the coffee. She'll learn from that. <laughs> I respect the attempt to get coffee, but, you know, it's a very tough one when they arrive. I can't say it hasn't happened to me before. It has. It's very important to dispose of said coffee quickly. Didn't you used to befriend the people who ran the coffee stations at various stockets? You don't want to get there? I don't want to. Okay, I'll um, save you one for another day. They were <laughs> they, they were underestimated sources, <laughs> as, were, as were gardeners. As were doormen on big buildings, maybe, yep. Hutchie. Yep. Garden, hey, gardeners were we, – we no one this... ever suspected the gardener. <laughs> the gardener. Who's got a gardener, though? You, no, there's a lot yeah. of locations where people go in and out of where there's gardeners. And if you can just actually have a direct line into the – they see things and no one takes any notice of them. They're perfect. So how do you – just just take me through that. You walk up, I, I you walk up to the great gardeners. And you walk up to the gardener. Are they, do you need to sort of pick your mark? The, the guy who looks like he's looking at everyone but then looks away, sort of the, one of those you ones? Gotta, well, you've got to coach them into – Looking. You've got to coach them into being complicit, to use your word. But then in cahoots, they to use yours. They can't acknowledge you on arrival. You got to, you got to, <laughs> got to be a before and after contact. So you say to them, "It might be what something a, in it for you if you tell me who walks through that door every day." You tell me a gardener doesn't want to go to the footy on the weekend. <laughs> There's a natural currency of trade. So with to medallion club seats at Marvel. Yeah, sort of, ma- yeah. is that the sort of stuff? Yeah, 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 yep, yeah. And you would have got them off Channel Seven when you were there, anyway. So not out of your own pocket. Correct. Yeah, and. Maybe you got the three stories anyway, a year out of it. Yeah, well, you're all young and innocent at different times, but that was, I do admit gardeners were one of mine. I'd love you to tell all those stories you have <laughs> told me a few times over the journey over a, a white or red one. Uh, we had 10. a question um, put to us uh, some weeks ago, and we parked it. Um, you're a parker. That's why. Well, I'd like to give it thought rather than just a quick answer at times. So Splendor Sport on Twitter asked us this. Predictions on any good young journos in the AFL industry about to have a breakout year. I'm going to jump in here before you yep. ponder the question and I've asked you to come up with a name, but I'm going with Xander Maguire. Yep. A really good young reporter at nine. Yep. And, and, and I would agree with that. Tracking really well. I haven't worked really closely with him, but I know that he's doing what I would think that someone his age and stage should be doing and that is making a lot of phone calls and, and listening and acting. I think he's made of all the right stuff. I think he's got natural curiosity. Yes. He's a listener. He's a learner. He's got a nice demeanour. Really good. Yeah. Yep. He's highly presentable. And he's 
you know, he's grown up in it. So I, I think everything lines up for him to have a great run at it, and, yep. he's, and he's hungry. So he's going to come through in that kind yep. of the Mitch Cleary sort and of. And from what I think, he, you know, he's one of those ones like you, know, you were, we all were. Yep. Once they, he hurts if he hasn't got it. You know, he, I agree it, with that. It pains, and and I think there's been that's been lost in in some recent times. Speaking of young journalists, did you see? Well, a couple of things. Do you want to give an answer to that question, by the way? What's that? Do you want to have a, a nomination of a good young journalist? I'm not close enough to it. Okay. So I'm not uh, – we've got several coming through on our own digital team, but you would think that's self-serving, so I won't call them out individually. But the um, – No, if you wanted to name them but under, I, I think, that, under I, that question. I think, I think Xander is, is exceptional. I, I would ask this of you, speaking of young journalists, a couple of things. First of all, did you see the Ben Silvani clip on Mitch Cleary on Twitter? Yeah, I did, actually, because <laughs> you, you sent it through on our uh, WhatsApp. Yeah. Um, ben gave Mitch one, and Mitch's story since stood up because it's travelled for three days, that story, so um, each to their own. Second part of that is, what did you think of Mitch and Sammy McClure's? And, and your your guys at AFL.com are the same. The the Juno promo shoots now that are creeping in, yeah. Mitch and Sam have done one dressed up in... High vis gear and and uh, well, it's called the tradies. Tradies, yeah. So. Yep. What did you think of that? <laughs> you know, I'm a massive, I'm a massive fan of both Mitch and Sam. Yeah. But <laughs> what did you think of it as a decision? Um, look, we've all been talked into doing photos we would rather not do, Hutchie. Yep. I was talking into doing a skit that I'd rather not do yep. last week, as recently as last week. So yep. there you go. I, yeah, I, um, I look awful in a suit, as you know. So this will sound a bit, um insincere, but Eddie Maguire, when I was young, said to me, don't ever do anything and you're not in a suit when you're coming through. Oh, like, yeah. Wear a suit in every promotion you do. When you're coming you through. Do, yeah. yeah, okay. Don't like... That's not bad advice no, if you're coming said, through. He said, I don't care if you're going down to the pub on a Sunday afternoon. Don't, well, don't be caught in a tracksuit in Chapel Street. <laughs> wear a suit. Be photographed in a suit. I, no, that, I didn't that's always, going too far. <laughs> I didn't always live up to that, but well, more, more times than not, I did. Now you've raised yeah. the, that context, maybe... I wouldn't, have done, I wouldn't have done that photo shot. I understand the premise behind it, but they got talked into that. You wouldn't do that photo shot. You were photoed last year with... Balls around you somewhere, yeah, like green guide or something. Yeah, but not to, I'm a different phase of my career than these. Well, I was going to say maybe, yeah. maybe in that context, do you think and I was that wearing they, a suit by the way? Do you think that they both think they're beyond that phase now? No, I do think, you think they're getting ahead of themselves. I think that's on brand for Dylan's approach, but off brand for them. So there you go, no biggie. But Dylan Buckley's approach, and I, the same the AFL.com pictures I thought were a bit forced too. What with get, gettable? Yeah, I didn't like those either. I didn't see those ones. They're shooting like the you know, fake guns and all that sort of stuff. Oh, like yeah. It's, you know. Cal's, Cal's established. He can do what he wants. And Riley's not far behind. J- journalism, though. Like, is it just a, isn't what it, is journalism, Hutchie? We've discussed oh, this a thousand times. Isn't it? Would you have thought you'd see me on willingly on, not willingly, but with sunglasses on TV? <laughs> well, that might have been the jump the shark, man. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I did that a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to call something you got, out. You didn't draw very well on the Sunday footy show photo, by the way. Now I'm fascinated by these. You've been really... Hutchie, that is five. You, that was three years old. You're, with this and the footy classified Wednesday, you're a bit of a marketing afterthought at times. <laughs> <laughs> you don't draw well in the pictures. You're kind of old mate demo down the end somewhere. Did I tell you what happened with the with the footy classified Monday? That one life? you're referring to, because someone who was at Spoilers FC wanted you to see where I was in that photo. That photo has caused a few dramas because we are deliberately dressed up from 30 years ago. See the, see the logos on the jackets? Yeah, That's like a 30-year celebration. People thought, well, serious in it. And look at the clothes. We're wearing clothes from the 1990s. No, I get it. It's yeah. just, it's I'm wearing a wig. So close, I'm actually wearing a wig. So closely resembled your day-to-day wear. That was the, <laughs> that was the, the challenge. You had to be a trained think, eye to see it. I think the giveaway was Nathan Brown with the the, uh, <laughs> the mullet, but anyway. But I, I would like to think that your employers, and I guess we're the smallest of them now rather than the largest, but could make 
could position you a bit more. Whenever we market the sounding board, you're always the main act, I think, Jane. Would it be fair? <laughs> I'm the support act. With the new well, photos. Yeah. Is your photos new? Oh, Is your photo new? Do you know what, do you know the funny one about the photos? I shouldn't say this. this a bit out. You know how in TV land people get very, um, as a rule, not our shows, but as a rule. Get younger. Get very excited about the promo shoots. People prepare for weeks and go and get their hair done and they could. They get couldn't. made up. I reckon after you've done it for, for one or two years, you couldn't. You, the worst day in your diary is the photo shoot Carve day. out a whole day. Surely, yep. You, yep. isn't that the way it is? The footy it's class, the worst day in the diary. Did you do the footy classified promo shoot this year? Yeah, I did one. Did you yeah. do the Sunday footy show one as well? Um, I did. I think we did. But yeah. I insert the photos now. So well, do, you know what, do you know what I did? What did you do? I emailed it in. <laughs> Or use last year. I might be the least <laughs> vain. <laughs> Speaking of washed up TV guy, email. I emailed the shot in. <laughs> I don't remember that's happened in television history. Now you've uh, on this topic. You have a look tonight. That's yeah. an email shot. It's the same shot as the sounding board. So what year was that taken then? I think it was only a year or two ago. We well, had. now you remind me. Now you're talking about this this issue. Might have been something done I for the did West see a, a promo. Might have been maybe maybe two weeks ago for Footy Classified. They had a shot, a, a, um, a take of you hosting the show without sound up, but I reckon it might have been 2009 they used the shot of you. Yeah, that's about right. Did you ask them to use that? I, you actually had hair. I haven't uh, changed a lot since then. In fact, it always had a wave <laughs> in the hair. <laughs> um, I'm going to call something out, Hutchie. Uh, I've only done this. Have you got an opener for that? No, Jane can't be bothered. Oh, oh a thumbs up. Now on the sounding board, <laughs> I'm calling it out with Damien Barrett. I'm trying to find some of the the, the more lesser issues in our lives, Hutchie, when yeah, I right. call this out, like the plastic recycling. I, yep. I called that out, and, and, that, and that got a good re- – in yeah. fact, it was followed up. Yep. Um, what I called something else out. Oh, the traffic email, but that's, that's yep. obvious. Um, I'm calling out, from an AFL perspective, colour clashes on grounds. Oh, dear. Now, I, I, know, I know it's not the biggest issue. In fact, I've hardly ever got involved in it. Giants Crows? Yes. Yeah. Yes. The hard watch, wasn't it? Now, now, that is the one I wanted to watch. Yeah. A race here. Yeah, so you've got a yellow slash ochre slash orange theme through both Guernseys on as bright sunny day as it was being played and a very steamy day. Um, why is it though? And again, I'm not, I don't want to labour this. It's not a massive deal when it's all said and done. But why I think is the AFL the only code that seems to hold so dear these colours that, that – once we're in vogue, when every other sport in the world, including the greatest sport by some length of the straight, the NFL, they're happy to wear those colour rush guernseys on a certain game when it suits the promo around it. Importantly, there's never a clash of guernsey. Yeah, I don't understand. Uh, to be honest, I've got zero interest in the topic, so I no. can't even find my way through I this. I normally have until I watched, tried to watch that game <laughs> as it was yesterday. I'm sorry. I'm calling it out, though, It didn't Hachi. work for you, but I, did, I didn't note it during the game. I had to have that game on. What was the back? What was the back end in the Collingwood? I'm not buying the simplicity of this Collingwood Port jumper clash deal. Oh, there'd be money involved. What's a, what's the quid pro quo? They're, I don't know either, but I could almost guarantee there'll be money involved. When, when you make a money gesture, you know we're being filmed, right? There's no point actually. No, no, no. There's no indicating it to me. There's, there's no, <laughs> and I did it because I know there's no cameras in this studio. <laughs> so the money changed. And, and I didn't. How, how much use money, the money changed? Sense? No, I wouldn't know. But you know that that's not been given up without. Some form of. It looked like a commercial deal. There was a, like the reference to buses coming over the border and all that sort of stuff for the game. And yeah. I mean, they had leverage, right? So I'm sure there was yeah. a commercial deal on it. But how much was it, do you reckon? No, I wouldn't know. But there'd be a quid pro quo on it, too. I mean, I, I can't. Collingwood wouldn't have just given it up. Yep. 
Oh, sorry. I saw the cues. I'd be, you know, you know the people yeah. in charge of that club now. Jeff Brown's the greatest negotiator yep. we may have ever seen in the sport. I saw the cues. He's not giving that up. Well, there were cues overnight in Albany and Dubai. The the jumper. Were they? Overnight, there was cues. For, they, they slept. People slept through the night. I think. Seriously, that was the um, Come that was on, it's not, it's not that good in, the, in the Adelaide media, oh, and please. the um, the I would suspect Collingwood would I know it won't be won't be sheep stations, but they had, on top of a fixed check, there'd be a share of the merch, wouldn't there? Oh, I, don't, I don't even know there was a fixed yeah. check. I, I think it would be more just arrangements around games and who's the host team, and oh, again, I, yeah. I don't claim to know how this is run. But it happened quick. Yeah, so they would have gone with the. This is what we reckon. Take it or leave it. It wouldn't have been one of those haggles. And, speaking and of, uh, I was speaking of the Adelaide papers, Jason Horn Francis. Uh, <laughs> I think I know about the mistaken photo on Sunday on the Bergman? Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell our listeners. Well, it's his biggest moment. He dominates. He's the talk of the town. Adelaide's about to get a new cult hero. And Sunday we wake up to see the paper, and there he is on the front. Except it's not him. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's Bergman, who looks a lot like him. So. He does. Talking about cues, like you, you're. Invested in NRL financially, obviously. I'm invested in it from a from a, a neutral sports lover, and you know I love NRL. How good a story are the Dolphins? Magnificent right story. now. And for those who don't know, yep. new the newest NRL team, three matches into their NRL life, the great Wayne Bennett coaching them were considered to be the guaranteed wooden spooner. Hit round four with a 3-0 scoreline against their crosstown rival Brisbane Broncos. Well, the once great, but not recently great Brisbane. They hit Friday night, 3-zip, 3-zip, both of them. Suncorp Stadium. That will be rocking like the 80s, that town. And on the same night, Melbourne is, as in the Melbourne Demons AFL style, is flying up to play the Brisbane Lions at the Gabba. And I'd imagine they'll get... Maybe not a full house, but it'll be pretty full. It'll be jumping. That in fact, I'd, the vibe around Brisbane was it's the biggest home and away match ever played in Brisbane this Friday night, and I think probably one of the biggest NRL home and away matches ever. Yeah, there was such a vibe around it. I noticed. I only didn't didn't read the press release. I saw the AFL push the game back five minutes. Was that anything related to the, the game, or was it unrelated? I did even catch up yeah. with that. I mean, I wouldn't have thought five minutes would make a. But Brisbane amazing. Melbourne is very much a. Like the Brisbane Lions done a good job of being the main act in oh for, for a long time now yeah they're they're in the shadows on but they Friday won't be night. Friday will they I mean no. I've, I've I've lived there for three years and, yeah, and, and they and no but I can I, well I can speak Roger Merrick no with yep. authority on what I know of that town what I know if both codes are flying NRL's the yep. winner yeah yeah it's, this is game's huge Friday night I think the NRL had a magnificent start to the season they really have I'm I've told you before I'm bullish on what they're building. The NRL, I think they're getting good momentum. They've got some issues still, but they're they're uh, and, but the, and you, the AFL. You first... did make the extraordinary claim last week that the AFL missed the boat by by giving the NRL stand, two weeks head start. I stand by that enormously. When even the, more so. Do you realise the first two matches by way of human attendance? This is Mel, this, oh, you're about by to... way of human attendance yeah. was more than the entirety of round one NRL. That's not right. Well, it is right. But no, 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 it, it, it is right. In fact, it was markedly more. But there was an 88,000 into an 86,000. That was about 40,000 more than when you, than the entire round one got. Just sing out when you've jumped off your high or so I'll respond. Your argument, Frank's mind. So, oh. that's a <laughs> Mel- Jay, can, we, can we get the Spin City out, please? That's a Mel- Actually, Jay, can we run Spin City here, You live please? in a Melbourne bubble. Hang on, stop talking. You live in a Melbourne bubble. It's not about Melbourne. We've already won Melbourne. Melbourne's booming. 
booming for AFL. It's about Sydney and Brisbane. As Gillian McLaughlin said at the um, launch the other day, <laughs> what do you say? You quoted the movie Zoolander. We're just so hot right now. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, AFL have got a, still a fair way to go in Sydney and Brisbane. In fact, there's 13,000 at the Suns. Not, not a terrible crowd. It was 36 degrees and, and 100 degrees, 98 humidity. Uh, what would you, what you if, you're, Giants, if you're living in Sydney, you're yeah. not going to the footy what yesterday. What the Giants crowd yesterday? Well, was, was it 13, as you said? No, the Giants. What did they get? The Suns were 13. I don't oh, the Suns were 13, okay. The, the Giants looked like there was barely anyone. Did, when you said 13, I didn't think they looked like a 13. Yep. I, I don't know, but I, I'm not, you're not going to the footy yesterday in Sydney on what that weather was from what I got told. I I'm get, not defensive of it, but I couldn't, you know, I, it's not, I don't care. My point is our, challenge, not defensive our frontier of it. is those two markets yep. and we need to win them over. To get the one over, we need to get on earlier. Yep. So we disagree. Um, Sura, an, 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 a beautiful quote again from an anonymous source during the week. Did you catch up with this one, Hutchie? A one recruiter? Well, we, one, one we always, back. we're fascinated by it. I hope our you listeners are. are too. But I've always said that people who uh, get quoted in these stories when they're, when they're actually not needing to require being given their name, they just somehow miraculously come up with the most concise, all-encompassing, best quotes you've ever seen. And I, I did read a story during the week about the uh, likely number one draft pick for this yep. year, AFL style. And this is the quote, Hutchie. He's a bloody superstar. So much like Dustin Martin, it's unbelievable. What a great quote. But you know who said it? One recruiter. One recruiter said. Yep. Yeah. Now, that recruiter, he or she should put his or her name to that. Because if you're going to use the word Dustin Martin, that, that is a quote that would never, ever not be linked to you for the rest of your time in that caper, does it? Now, you might be proven to be an absolute how genius. Those, how do those com- – I, I think those conversations often are led by the reporter. Look, I won't quote you specifically – but I'll, and I'll mention it's a recruiter, but I wouldn't mind some colour around, you know, the number one. Is he pick. as good as Dusty Martin? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a bloody superstar. So much like Dustin Martin, it's yeah. unbelievable. It's got a huge moment. One recruiter said. It, it's it's a real thing, this. Do you reckon one recruiter is actually a person? You reckon you go, you go to a... I think uh, they're a collective, Go to a combine, you look yeah. up the back and say... One recruiter. Who's that bloke up there with a trench coat on? Is that one recruiter? No. No, it's, it's, a, it's a representative of the collective. Isn't it? Yeah, onerecruiter.com would be a great domain name. Someone that they're probably <laughs> registering in now. But don't you find it amazing how the quote always comes out the way you want it as a journal? Oh, what a quote. Yeah, your argument is they make it up. Well, they make it up. Yeah. I, I don't, I've never seen that happen before, so I don't accept that. But well, you've you ne- I've never seen you refer to an anonymous quote. You, you'll go with, you've got to, you go with the story. Yep. You could say, look, the recruiters are saying he's the next Dusty Martin. You, you could that's yeah. natural form, but to actually quote someone but not name them, um, someone will probably find one in an old column of mine. But no, I, no, you'll I, find them in mine probably. I, I don't remember <laughs> ever writing a quote with an anonymous. <laughs> but it's just, I, I hated it. It's but incredible the, the, how, how beautiful they are. Probably did it, but I it, it. All we want is a quote. Yep. Yep. But don't feel like there's any time limit on this, by the way, Damon. I see you looking at Jane. We can wrap it up. <laughs> we can wrap it up now if you want. Jane was waving at me. I didn't know what was going on, and she put up the like the um, when the when the hot, the the person's yeah. holding the board on the on the sideline of the interchange and holding up those signs. We got five minutes apparently, actually, because yep. you've got to be somewhere. No, we can finish. That we might be done actually. Yeah. There wasn't a lot. I wanted to talk about concussion and the the campaigns around it. Peter okay. Jess and no, no, no. We well, we, very, we can park that. It's a it's a huge issue for the AFL. It's the biggest single issue they're going to ever confront, aren't they? Yeah, no, no doubt. It, it actually does it scare you the outcome. Um, Either way. Oh, no, because I think each case needs to be um, what vigorously... If what if it's five hundred million or a billion that goes out of the game? Oh, well, it was a billion in the NFL, wasn't it? And if you look at economies of scale, it'd take some doing to get to a billion, wouldn't it? 
I don't know. That, that, it never. Re- it doesn't read well. No, it doesn't. But each case has to be. There's class action, obviously, but yep. each case within the class action needs to be yep. debated. And, As, and actually, you know, we will park this because as a PR war. Um, and we'll have it for next episode. Well, no, we can we can do it now. As a PR war. I've been given the five-minute notice by Jane. And you, I don't, I don't even go. know how podcasts work. They finish when we decide they do. They finish that's when you have to walk out the door, Hachi. <laughs> and that's what usually happens on this one. The, the the game can't win the PR war because you can't fight back. You can't of course, say, well, you, you have to you, at some stage. You can't say, oh, no, that, that didn't happen to that person. Hachi, you can't say to me that every claim out there is legit. Yep. You, you can't say that. And there's been some good journalism around it, to be fair. And the Herald Sun, to be fair, have let it. So- the, well, this cu- is what I wanted to tackle. A couple of the... You know there's a former Herald Sun editor coordinating one of the class actions. Well, that's the story. Who's that? Well, we'll talk about it next week. No, no, who's that? It's too lot, too detailed to go into. When you say now. coordinating someone in the PR industry? Yes. Yes. He's actually coordinating the... The media side of the, right. the presentation. So, so the only one I know of who's in that game is Simon Pristel? Yep. So it's, is it Simon? Yep. Okay. Well, he's very good at what he does, so that's fair enough. If he's so he's on retainer from who the uh, the Peter Jess sort of side of things. Or no, no, he's not. I don't think he's Peter Jess. Oh, from so the he's, lawyers. He's, yeah, the, Greg law, the other one. Yeah. No, 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 no. Um, well, Peter Jess and Greg Griffin are in cahoots. Yep. To use your term, and I'd say they're. Yep. Yeah. Well, they work. Well, actually, to give Peter Jess his due, he's been trailblazing this for twenty yep. years. Yeah. No, Maybe he's, twenty years. He's been maybe longer. He's been unbelievably. Yeah. Ahead no, of no, the no. The Simon Pristel involvement is with another firm. Okay, well, that's, Mar- a, that, yeah. that's his job. So that's all right. There's yeah. no, nothing wrong with that. The um, no, but it's interesting, though, isn't it? Well, no, he's, if he's well, he, no, it's being presented to the media in a way that that is Herald Sun sort of lens. No, no, he, he's a PR uh, company who is retained by the subjects. Yeah, they want to get their story out, and he's an enabler to a journalist to do it. That's his, that's his job. An enabler. I support that. Um, no, but the, what, I what, think we should park it because there is a few details to this. What's interesting, and you are you do, you know you have to go soon. Is we're seeing people who never or haven't spoken before speak, and that is a great way to cut through in media. Max Rook on the weekend, yep. Gary Ablett Senior, yep. who um, who Ando's got on the speed dial still. So that's <laughs> you're jealous of Ando because you used to once have Gary Ablett Senior on speed dial. <laughs> Long retired, but. He, that was a great great yarn by John Anderson, and then I think I'm not sure who had the Max Rock. Was it Michael Warner or uh, was was someone like that? So anyway, those that haven't spoken before speaking about it and in detail uh, is part as, of as the, part of a legal claim, part of the journalism. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm not talking about the two names you just mentioned there. So I'm not talking about Gary Ablett or Max Rook. I'm talking generically here, but some cases would need to be vigorously pulled apart as as being. As being, is this yeah, is this a playing football issue or is this a life issue? And, I, and again, I'll just back over that for those who want to try and take people out of context. I am not referring to the publicly announced and named place. Yeah, I understand. Now, you, yeah. your your suggestion is that among the th- hundreds, among the hundreds, there'll now, be there'll be a few opportunists. Yeah, yeah, I'm prepared to say that. And, and now I'm not taking away because I know Hutchie and you know we've we've worked on these stories ourselves together. There is a very serious issue here that does need to be dealt with. Yep. A very serious issue. Yeah, I would say. The focus needs to be on those that that need it, deserve it, absolutely need it. Yep. And if there's and, a and probably should have had it. And probably should have had it. Favourable call here and there along the way through. That's the way the cookie crumbles. There's a there's a big piece of work needs to get done. Yep. And I, I do have great empathy for the players. I do too. And I hope they get what they do need and deserve. I just hope the game. Um, they I hope they get what the game can afford to give them. I think that's the danger here. Yep. 
in, a, in an industry our size, we've seen how vulnerable it can be. It needs to be a, you know, a middle ground that works for everybody. Are you worried about the financial ramifications of it from a survival perspective? Oh, I think the effect on the game could be huge. I do. Wow. Yep. There needs to be... I mean, insurance covers it to a point, doesn't it? I don't think so. Don't, Not at all. I, I, I think it's. I think we're heading into 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 hand in pocket, big time scenario, and that's okay. I I, don't, I get that there's an element of that that's absolutely needed, but I it does worry me how big this could get and the consequences to the game. Hmm. Jane's really waving profusely now. She's telling me to wrap this up, Archie. That's, and that's, you, you do know you need to get out of here. So. That's been the sounding board for DrinkWise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to DrinkWise. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board podcast with Hutchie and Damo. Tune in for questions tomorrow and to send a question to the boys, email thesoundingboard at sen.com.au, follow the show on Twitter at SoundingBoardEP and like the Facebook page. It's all thanks to DrinkWise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to DrinkWise. DrinkWise.